0: Back into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of MileHighSports.com. That is where you can find all of the information that we produce and all the content that we create. Type in MileHighSports.com into your browser. Click that Nuggets icon in the top right corner to find this podcast and all of the other writing that we do. Um, there's already a bunch of good stuff up there because exit interviews have happened. Tim Connolly has spoken to the media, Paul Millsap's availability, or potential. Contract negotiations have already been outlined a little bit, so hop to MileHighSports.com, get a full gauge of what is happening with the team. So, I waited to do this podcast specifically because the whole uh, conversation surrounding Tim Connolly, there was so much misinformation, there was so much, um, I guess, you know... There were multiple reports that conflicted with one another. There was such a hard sense of what was actually happening. So while I was going to record this podcast after they had announced that Tim Connolly had already um, decided to stay with the Nuggets, I wanted to wait until we spoke with Tim Connolly today on Tuesday morning for his end-of-season interview with the media. So lots of things were illuminated throughout the interview process this morning. Um, there was a lot more information that I was able to gather from talking to people around um, just about what actually happened when it came to his meeting or, you know, whatever it was that he had with the Wizards, um, how close he was to leaving and why he stayed. I'll talk more about Josh Kroenke and the push he made to keep him in here and how important Josh Kroenke I don't want to say influence, but just his understanding nature of an owner and the relationship he has with Tim Connolly has been so important throughout this entire process of convincing Tim Connolly that it's worth staying in Denver and not going back home to the Wizards to actually start a new part of your career back home once again. Um, There were multiple reasons why Tim Connolly himself wanted to stay as well, and I'll get into some Twitter questions that came in in from fans. I only picked three because I'm kind of rushing right now, I'm not going to lie, but we're going to dive into all of that. There was a lot to kind of take away. Tim Connolly was very um, open and transparent with the media today about his de- his decision-making process, what he likes about the Denver Nuggets organization, about Tim Con- or about Josh Kroenke, about Michael Malone, all of these different pieces of the equation that we're lacking up until we finally got an opportunity to speak with Tim himself. So we're going to get all into all of that, but before I go any further... Of course, it's time to pay some bills. There is nobody that I want to shout out more than the Regulators Regime on Instagram. They are the Regulators Production Group. They are the ones who made the intro and outro beats for this podcast. Um, Anybody who has followed my work and followed me on any social media knows I am an absolute hip-hop freak. So having someone who makes their own beats and is out there hustling and doing what they do, to have their production on this podcast means a lot to me. So go check out Rod Simba, R-O-D-S-Y-M-B-A, on Instagram as well as regime on instagram as well for all of your audio production needs the guys are great at what they do and definitely worth giving a shout to additionally there would not be a denver nugget podcast without terrapin care station being the presenting sponsor of the show they are the reason this show continues they are the reason the show continues to get better and bigger and grows and all of those different things without terrapin care station there just isn't a show whatsoever so before we go any further here's a quick word from terrapin care station Different pieces to the conversation that Tim Connolly had with the Washington Wizards and owner Ted Le- um, Leonsis. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. Um, but there's a lot of disputing reports as to what actually happened. So. What had come out on Friday before Tim Connolly met with Ted Leonosis was that he was going to meet with Ted at the practice facility, the Wizards practice facility, the brand new $6 million adventure where they had their own G League team and all kinds of things like that and that Tim Connolly left the meeting with a four-year offer when he had wanted five. Um, Adrian Wojanowski and Chris Mannix, Woj of course of ESPN, Mannix of Sports Illustrated, reported that it was a four-year deal and that the money was close to what he was looking for. Still, prior to all of this, um, it came out from David Aldridge that Tim Connolly was looking for five years. So it was a very interesting conversation leading up to it because we really didn't know exactly what was happened because after those reports came out, Candace Buckner came out um, and said that there was actually not a contract that was offered formally to Tim Connolly, and he did not actually tour the facility. He only went to Ted Leonces' uh, house. So it was a very interesting kind of what is actually happening here. Um, what I have been able to gather throughout this process is that um, there was not any walking through the practice facility. Tim Connolly only met. Um, with the Wizards at Ted Leonosis' house. So there was not a situation in which he toured a facility. He did not interview for the job either. And from what I've been able to gather, there was a lot of conversations about years and money conceptually, but there was never a formal offer made. Uh, So this does back up. So that's a very interesting part of this. The fact that there was so much discussion made, and so much made about Tim Connolly potentially going there, just to all of a sudden have it come out that the Wizards didn't not go all the way with it. If you're the Wizards, how does it make sense to come into this situation in which you were trying to convince one of the higher, one of the more well regarded, uh, president of basketball operations in the league and you don't even have a contract prepared or anything like that? Like, I understand there's going to be conversations about the money and the years and what goes into these contracts, but if I, and again, I don't, I'm not privy enough to all this information and how these conversations tend to go, but from my vantage point, if I'm trying to sway Tim Connolly when he shows Shows up. I'm showing him my brand new facility. I'm going to already have a contract on hand with a big offer form, and if I need to change it, I'm going to change it on the spot or you know over the next few hours to be able to do so. But I'm coming in prepared to find a way to poach him from the Denver Nuggets full stop. From what I have gathered, that was not the case for the Wizards. That then leads into a very interesting weekend of. Tim Connelly fighting with himself about going home, back to the East Coast, where him and his wife have family, but also staying loyal to the Denver Nuggets, who gave him the biggest opportunity of his career, and a situation in which he has developed arguably the best young core in basketball, architected one of the greatest rebuilds in NBA history, and now has the 8th youngest playoff team of all time, just one win away from the Western Conference Finals before losing Game 7 to the Blazers. So... There's a lot going on there, and as that weekend progressed, it came out from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN once again that Josh Kroenke made a big push to keep him, and there's not any information as to what that big push was. There's a lot of speculation that maybe there would be a counteroffer, but from what I have gathered, there was not a counteroffer because there was no actual offer made from Washington. So if you're not bidding against anybody, why would you bid at all? That's kind of the weird argument here, is that Josh Kroenke had absolutely no need to make a different change or to push to give him a new contract to keep him, because there was just nothing to bid against with there there being no contract. So, that was interesting. I still have no idea what this aggressive push from Josh Kroenke necessarily was. Um, It'd be very interesting, in my opinion, if instead of giving Tim Connolly a new contract to keep him here, if somehow Josh Kroenke gave him some assurances that he would do whatever he could to get this Nuggets team to the promised land. I mean, I know it's been a running joke that the Nuggets don't have a G League team, but I know for a fact they've been working on this for like five years. They've been trying to get a G League team and have been working towards it for a long period of time. I know for a fact that as the Nuggets and the Kroenke's actually are going to be, you know, taking Elitches out and doing all this huge renovation around the Pepsi Center, that there are things thought processes, and discussions about putting a training facility and a practice facility for both the Avalanche and the Nuggets um, in that area where right now Elitch's is and the parking lots are. So let's just say that maybe the argument is that the aggressive pitch, and again, I don't know this, this is speculating here, pure and unadulterated speculating for me, that maybe the aggressive pitch from Josh Kroenke was, I know how it looks from the outside in, not just to uh, Tim himself but to fans and people like that is that the cronkies don't invest money into things that aren't players if he does go out of his way to invest money into facilities and invest money into recovery situations for players and things like that to get the most out of his team that would in my opinion be the aggressive pitch to keep him in Denver Tim Connolly does not care about money he's one of the very 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 few people that I can say that about with you know, without having to worry about if I'm right or wrong. Like, Tim Connolly does not care about the money. Of course, you know, he wants to be paid appropriately, but it's not like he's going to sit here and haggle over, you know, small amounts of differences. He just wants to do his job. He wants to be around the NBA. He wants to be around the Nuggets and to take them into a place where they have never been, which is winning a title. That is all that he cares about. And because of that, I can see a trade-off here, again, speculating, again, speculating, that Tim Connolly be like, listen, if your aggressive pitch is that you were going Going to find a way to help us on the fringes, get advantages to take this Nuggets team to the next level, then there wouldn't be a need for a new contract potentially. So again, that's a very interesting side of it. I don't know what this aggressive pitch was, but regardless of what it was, on Monday morning, Adrian Wojnarowski about 8.30, 9 a.m., came out and said that Tim Connolly will stay with the Denver Nuggets, as everyone already knows. Very, very, very good news. Tim Connolly has been fantastic. It's very good to see him staying here. So the next thing I wanted to talk about before getting into uh, the reasons Connolly wanted to stay was why Josh Kroenke was such a great owner throughout this whole process. Um, Tim Connolly, in his... Uh, exit interview availability today talked about the great alignment that this team has from top to bottom. Whether it's you know ownership, front office to coaching, they have a great alignment and understanding and relationship with one another. Because of that relationship, Tim Connolly felt comfortable enough to go out of his way to tell Josh Kroenke early and ahead of time that if the Washington Wizards job ever opened up and they were as Tim put it dumb enough to call for Tim Connolly that he would like to have that conversation there was never a drive to leave Denver for Tim Connolly it was more of just why wouldn't I see what is out there like this is my hometown team this is the team that is the closest to where I grew up in the Baltimore Maryland area his wife is from Washington DC and still has family there Uh, Tim's family is still in the Baltimore area as well so why wouldn't you just want to see so for Josh Cronkey to already know that months in advance because Tim felt comfortable enough to tell him and then to allow Tim to go interview and still give him the weekend to talk about it and think about it and had discussions with him about what he needs from Josh to want to stay in Denver those are very 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 big conversations and to me it paints a picture that the unison of the front office of the um, ownership group and of the coaching staff for this nuggets organization are in such a constant unison and constant communication that it has allowed them to be able to be so unadulteratedly real with each other that it allows these conversations to actually progress to a point to where it helps the Nuggets, even if Tim Connolly did end up choosing to go to Washington and Arturis Karnasovas took over the role of president of basketball operations. That communication is there no matter what, and that's a credit to Josh Kroenke for allowing that to happen. So I wanted to make sure that was a big part of this conversation, Um, but I want to dive into why Tim Connolly wanted to stay now. Um, First and foremost, if there's one thing to know about Tim Connolly, it's that he's as selfless as it gets. I have told him personally congratulations for wins, especially during the playoffs, and he looked at me and would laugh and be like, I didn't do anything. Despite the fact that he literally built the damn team himself from the ground up. Um, So he's very much so a selfless person, which has, you know, conveyed into the culture. But beyond that, I mean, Tim Connolly is loyal. To a fault, like this is a guy who will go out of his way to do whatever he can to follow through with what he said and to back up his guys because that is a hard moral code of his. That loyalty means more to him than it does to a lot of people, and that loyalty it led to him wanting to stay in Denver. I mean, he feels like he deserve, like he owes Josh Kroenke something because despite the fact that Josh Kroenke hired him to fill the, sh- the shoes of Masai Ujiri, who is you know regarded as easily a top two top three executive in the NBA he allowed Tim Connolly to have two bad years with you know the Brian Shaw shenanigans and you know failing in the draft and all kinds of weird trades like you know bringing in Randy Foy and JJ Hickson and all these things he allowed Tim Connolly to work through those kinks to work through all that progression which now he is reaping the benefits of. That loyalty that Josh showed in Tim is now being reciprocated from Tim back to Josh. That yes, I trust you and I will stay here with you because you trusted me and you allowed me to stay here with you. Those things are important distinctions to make here. And even Michael Malone, when asked about Tim Connolly staying in Denver, he first joked that he had kind of hoped that Arturis would get the job instead, which was a complete and utter joke. But beyond that, he said for me, selfishly, I wanted Tim to stay here. He said, I would not be coaching the Denver Nuggets team as a head coach if it wasn't for the fact that Tim Connolly allowed me to do so. There is a loyalty that Michael Malone has to Tim Connolly, and Tim Connolly wants to reciprocate that loyalty back to Malone by staying. So all of those things, that loyalty means so much to Tim Connolly, and because of that, it's a big reason why he stayed. He wants to finish what he started with the people that he started it with and that to me speaks volumes as to who who he is as a person. And it was cool too because Connolly today was was, uh, speaking about all the different ways that teams build their rosters and things like that and build their culture and their franchise up. And he said there's two things that are very rare in those instances and that is patience and that is loyalty. You don't see those things very often. So the fact that Josh Kroenke and Michael Malone have shown that in him throughout the years and especially Josh after those first couple years Tim does not take that for granted. That means a whole lot to him. And he said that this is that this Nuggets organization has patience and has loyalty in spades, was the way that he said it. And that, to me, is huge. And it speaks to the alignment, again, of Michael Malone, Tim Connolly, and Josh Kroenke from top to bottom. That means everything to this Nuggets organization and the progression and the growth that they are going to show over years and years of years. So that's a big deal. That's that's a big reason why Tim Connolly was here. And again, that continuity is so important. So now you're looking at this team they're going to have their president of basketball operations back their assistant GM back their GM back and Arturos Carnasovas and then Calvin Booth formerly, as I was saying before um, but to have that whole group so you have your owner Josh Kroenke doing exactly what he does your president Tim Connolly doing exactly what he's been doing his GM below him Arturis Carnasovas doing exactly what he's been doing Calvin Booth is the assistant GM doing exactly what he's doing Michael Malone and an underrated part of this most of his staff seemingly going to stay in Denver is a big deal Wes underrated Russell Jr. and Jordy Fernandez were in the running for the Cleveland Cavaliers head coaching job, which was eventually given away to someone else. So it seems like the coaching staff will be the same. You're going to have the front office as the same. The ownership group is the same. And not only that, the core that the Nuggets have is the same. They're going to have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic going forward. They're going to have Gary Harris going forward. They're going to have Will Barton going forward. They're even going to likely have Paul Millsap going forward. Tim Connolly says he fully expects Millsap to be back with the Nuggets next year. All of those things, so many positives that Tim Connolly has built here, those are the reasons that he are here. It's the loyalty, it's what he has built, it's the fact that he believes in this organization, that he believes in this core of players, that he believes the ownership group of the Cronkies will do whatever it takes to get the Nuggets to the next level, so... All of those things, they just kind of allowed Tim Connolly to feel comfortable enough to continue to stay in Denver, and the way that Tim said it is that when he closed his eyes and tried to envision himself somewhere else, all of those relationships that he had kept popping back into his head, and he said it was extremely difficult to envision himself being anywhere else, and that's huge. I mean, this it's very rare that this Nuggets organization has had this level of loyalty and this level of buy-in and this level of commitment to being better than they were the year before and actually developing. Developing Something here and Tim Connolly has been the architect of that culture change of the young core that has been grown of all of these different things that have happened in Denver Tim Connolly is the reason for it. All right, I'm going to dive into some Twitter questions now. Um, so let's just go off the first one. Some guy with MCUKMF as his name on Twitter asked, do you think that the Wizards never offered Connolly a contract? The reason I wanted to dive back into this is because it's the, really the degrees of difference here. If you're talking to someone about a four year deal worth $5 million a year, but they never hand you the paper, does that mean that they never offered you a contract? I think if you ask 10 different people, you're going to get five angels say yes, five angels say no so it's much more about the semantics and about the way that you're discussing if he was never offered a contract I would say that there was no way that they didn't discuss years and money but I do know there was never a stack of paper set in front of Tim Connolly for him to sign so take that for what you will but the Wizards did not offer him a formal contract but absolutely did what they could to figure out what he would want so that they could eventually offer him that So I know that's weird we're really just talking about semantics here but in terms of Handing him a stack of papers for him to sign, Tim Connolly was not offered a contract by the Wizards. Uh, David East asked, Is he going to get a pay raise? So, like I said earlier, I'm not, I mean, I'm, there's a possibility of it. I don't want to sit here and pretend like there isn't a possibility that Tim Connolly gets a pay raise for sticking with Denver. But again, Josh Kroenke does not have anything to bid against if Tim Connolly was not offered a contract by the Wizards. So, as an owner of a business, why would you then offer more money that than you just gave him in a contract extension literally three months ago. Why would you offer more? It doesn't make business and financial sense to do that unless he got an offer from the Wizards, which then you would have to go out of your way to either counter offer or one up to be able to keep him. So I do not believe Tim Connolly got pay a pay raise. I don't know for sure. But from what I have been told, there has not been a restructuring of his contract. Um, will he get or will the Nuggets get some draft picks this year from Andre Jensen? This is a very interesting question to me because the Nuggets have so many young assets and so many players that have not been able to see the floor that are still incredibly talented players that why not? Why wouldn't you just flip one of them for you know a pick to be able to, to get back into this draft if there's a player you're targeting? But that's the important part is the last part of what I said. If it's a player that you are targeting, what Tim Connolly is likely going to do is, you know, pick a few different players that he's targeting that feels like those kind of guys could help this Nuggets team, and if there's an opportunity to trade into a particular part of the draft without giving up too much to allow themselves to draft a player like that, I would not be surprised at all if Tim Connolly trades back into this draft or just buys a pick or whatever it is. Um, With that being said though, the, the Nuggets do not have a first round pick or a second round pick this year. What they do have is Michael Porter Jr., who has not played a minute yet, Jared Vanderbilt, who has barely played a Um, any minutes at the NBA level. Thomas Welsh, who has shown that maybe he could be a third center in the NBA and he there's multiple summer league guys and overseas guys that the Nuggets have always been able to find. Whether it's Vlako Chanchar, who's still, you know, who the Nuggets still own the rights to, whether it's Torrey Craig, who the Nuggets found in Australia and eventually signed and brought over to play with the Nuggets. There's multiple ways for the Nuggets to find help and it does not have to be through the draft, but that is not to say the Nuggets will not look at the draft and try and find a way to trade in if they feel like the moment is right and the players right that's all I got I know it was a lot of me ranting in this podcast but just know that Tim Connolly is in Denver and that is a very 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 important thing now all of the balancing act that makes this front office so great is not going to suddenly be changed Tim Connolly being the you know the beautiful mind artist type of that front office you know with the perfect checks and balances of Arturus Karnasov's, you know, stoicism and his organization with Calvin Booth's work ethic and just, you know, do it all mentality, that is the combination that makes this front office so valuable. If you lose Tim Connolly, you lose a piece of what makes them so great. So, it's very good that Tim is back, but until the next podcast, I will talk to you guys later. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on all of the podcast listening platforms that you use, whether it's Player FM, Castbox, Apple Podcasts, you know, Google Play, all those different podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever it is. Uh, make sure to go out of your way to, you know. Re- at least subscribe or follow to this podcast, download it, leave a five-star review, leave some comments, reach out to me on my Twitter at TJ McBride for any feedback. I love it all. But until then, thank you guys very much for listening and have a great rest of your day. pros when the job demands more of the supplies you use most start with Lowe's because at Lowe's we stock the right quantities you need for any size job and at everyday savings like up to 30% off drywall drywall accessories and insulation every day when you buy in bulk order at Lowe'sForPros.com and we'll have your order ready for pickup with dedicated pro loaders to get you loaded up and back to the job site faster for your next job and the next do it right for less start with Lowe's